We're going to turn our Bibles to Genesis chapter 24. Genesis chapter 24. And we're going to read from verse 1 on verse, Genesis chapter 24, from verse 1 on verse, as I came to the prayer room to begin the morning call, as I was walking through the door to the chair, the Lord gave me the word to speak. So we'll see what God has for us this morning as we pay close attention to what the Holy Spirit would say to us. Praise be to God. Genesis chapter 24, verse 1 onwards. Now Abraham was old, well advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. So Abraham said to his, said to the oldest servant of his house, who ruled over all that he had, Please put your hand under my thigh, and I will make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of the earth, that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I dwell, that you shall go to my country and to my family and take a wife for my son Isaac. And the servant said to him, Perhaps the woman will not be willing to follow me to this land. Must I take your son back to the land from which you came? But Abraham said to him, Beware that you do not take my son back there. The Lord God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from the land of my family, and who spoke to me and swore to me, saying, to your descendants I give this land. He will send his angel before you. And you shall take a wife for my son from there. And if the woman is not willing to follow you, then you will be released from this oath. Only do not take my son back there. The servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham his master and swore to him concerning this matter. I want to stop right here as the Holy Spirit wants me to. I want you to go over verses 1 all the way through to uh, 9. And um, let me just go there and read. We have something very important that the Spirit of God has for us this morning. One is the nature of Abraham. Abraham's nature. Faith of Abraham and the nature of Abraham. Faith is God will provide and his nature is, I will not go back. His faith in God's providence and his provision. Even if his faith would be put to test, 
where temporarily it may appear like what he is looking to God for is not given to him. He had the character, a very strong character, Christ-like character, like his friend God Almighty, a very strong character, which was not to go back to where he came from. Jesus Christ set his face like a flint, and he went towards Jerusalem. The mission of God, the vision of God, they're very important. Many times, people like Esau, they trade the vision that God has given and neglect the mission that God has commissioned. Thereby, they lose their place in the kingdom of God. We have to be very careful in our lives. We have a lot to learn from the life of Abraham. How Abraham did not live for this world. Abraham's character was very strong. His nature, if you look at it, it was like that of his friend, God Almighty. The more you walk with God, the more you become like him. God cannot be distracted. God cannot be pulled down. God's mission cannot be hindered. God's vision cannot be taken away from him. No matter what happens, the faith of God cannot be shaken. God spoke his word to bring this world into existence. Such was his faith. God still today, he speaks his word into our lives and brings into existence that which is not there. It's the same faith that created the world, that sustains us, that creates us, creates new things in us. That's God's faith, constant. God brought Abraham to such a faith. Abraham walked with God and came to such a place in his life where nothing, no one, could move him from the call of God. Nothing, no one, can take his eyes off of the vision of God. Keeping his eyes on God, looking for a city that was not built by hands, Abraham walked in the wilderness. He followed God Almighty, obeyed the commands of God, and became the father of many nations. There's no going back in Abraham's life. And he was so keen on keeping his son in the path that God had called him to walk.
if God's plan for Abraham has to be fulfilled, his generation must also be consecrated. If God has a plan for you, which he does, then you must be focused on what God has for you. God blessed Abraham in all things. He had everything. He was not distracted by any of those things. The blessings of God did not take him away from the blesser. Because the blessings came to him as a result of him walking with the blesser. Blessings are always behind us. We have to understand. The blessings of God will follow us and will overtake us. That's God's word in Deuteronomy 28. But we have to be with the blesser. It will be behind us. And then it will overtake us. Blessings all around. Such was the case of Abraham. His life was full of the blessings of God. Because he walked with God. Faithfully. Faithfully he walked with God. And so God blessed him in all things. However, his blessings that came from God never became a snare to Abraham. Many times people come to God when they are in deep distress. So once God starts blessing, we move away from God. We've seen that so many times here in our church. They'll come broken. They'll come with, a, with nothing. They'll come with broken marriages. After God heals, they'll come from faraway places. They'll come regularly and after God does wonders in their lives after some time. They will slowly stop coming. Slowly they will start doing their own thing. Gradually they will drift away from the living God. Because they got all the blessings they needed. Now they feel, I don't need the blesser. When we detach, when we detach ourselves from the blesser and then attach ourselves to the blessing, the blessing that came from the blesser without the blessings will never be a blessing for us. At that point, those blessings given by God will turn into curses. I want to repeat it, it's very important. When we attach ourselves to the blessings and detach ourselves from the blesser, the blessings that were given by the blesser will become a curse for us. This is very true. And this is God says to us. And it's fair. We cannot come and exploit or try to exploit God. It doesn't work that way. The reason why God blesses us is because He loves us. Because He trusts us. He trusts us to be good stewards of His blessings by being with Him. Abraham was a good steward of the blessings of God and God blessed him more and more and more. So at this point, he was blessed in all things but the blessings never took him away from the blessed. So what is he doing when it comes to getting a bride for his son, Isaac. Abraham calls his 
servant. He says, look, I want you to go to my father's house and I want you to get a girl from there for my son. Don't take anyone from here, from where we're living. Bring that person from my place. And he has faith. The very same God who provided the ram for him on top of the mountain for him and for his son to offer sacrifice to God Almighty. He's able to provide a bride for his son. He had that faith. Abraham had that faith. So he says very specific things to him. He says, promise me this. The first thing he says is, you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I dwell. He was not a man who looked for shortcuts, easy way of living, comfort. If that would have been the case, he wouldn't have left the land of the Chaldeans. Abraham was a man of great character, great faith, and great character. He was willing to go through anything in order to obtain that which God had for him. We need to be like that. When hardship comes, we easily, most people, get shaken. When hardship comes, most people very easily want to go back. When hardship comes, most people so easily want to take a break, not realizing that the blessing of God is just beyond that point of hardship. Every trial God ordained, God allowed paths of testing and trials are meant to take us to the next level all the time, all the time. They are designed to make us stronger and they are designed to move us to the next level spiritually and in every way. When we don't have that insight will kick and scream for every little thing. God is speaking to our hearts this morning. Be like Abraham. Abraham didn't have a Bible. Abraham didn't have a story. Someone like Abraham inspiring him to be like Abraham. He didn't have any of those things. Like God called Abraham he left everything. When God called Abraham to offer his son as a sacrifice, he did it. He was a man of obedience, a man of great faith. Thereby he was a man of great obedience, implicit obedience. 
So he is at this place in his life where he has seen the Canaanite people, their customs and their practices. And he was a man who was walking with God, a friend of God who had the spirit of God, who had the mind of God. And through the spirit of God, he's giving instructions to a servant because he knew the people that live among they will not follow the Lord they can turn the heart of my son away from the living God and if I have to have a godly generation this cannot happen God led Abraham God showed Abraham and Abraham followed the Lord he was led by the Lord and he followed the Lord to get the bride for Isaac from the place that God wanted him to this morning how much are you willing to be led by God are you looking for shortcuts we're looking to somehow do things and then say a prayer and say, Lord, let your will be done, but it's all about your will. And you don't want to put that effort. You don't want to wait. You, want, you don't want to go on a long journey. Well, I feel tired and I'm exhausted and I'm just going to do this. Are you like Esau? We just looked at the temporary things and temporary situations. We just wanted to satisfy what his mind said, what his body said, what his heart said, instead of looking at what God said and trusting God. He went along with his emotions. He went along with his feelings. He went along with whatever was in front of him. At that time it was the stew that Jacob was cooking. He went along with whatever was there. Because of that, he lost his birthright. You look at Eve. Eve went along with what she felt. Eve went along with what came to her mind. She went and she stood before the tree and she looked at that fruit and all of a sudden her mind said, this looks so beautiful. All of a sudden her heart says, this should really taste good. Even though God had so many trees and everything that God created, God said, this is good, this is good, this is good. Somehow the very thing that was forbidden became so glamorous, so enticing. It looked beautiful. And all of a sudden, she felt that I got to have this. What did she go after? Who was leading her at that point? Lucifer. How did Lucifer lead her? 
How did he lead her? He led her through what he showed. He led her through what feelings came to her. He gave. He led her through whatever she saw. All of a sudden, the image before her became like extra attractive different than all the different things that are out there all of a sudden all of a sudden this stands out all of a sudden why? because she gave room because she went to where she should not have because she gave her ear and her mind and her emotions over to whatever the enemy wanted to portray at that time. If she would have just stuck to what God said, she wouldn't have gone by the side. She wouldn't have even looked at that tree. But Satan knew that God had given a command and Satan also knew that. They very well knew the consequence. They very well knew what would happen if Eve and Adam violated the command of God. The, the enemy knew if Adam and Eve would just do this, that's it. I can destroy the plan of God that God has for mankind. And so Satan's goal was to somehow get them out of the plan of God. So what did he do? He brought something that she should not see. When she gave room for that, when she went and looked, all of a sudden there's an illusion. All of a sudden, this looks like very good. All of a sudden, this looks very pleasant. All of a sudden, this looks very attractive. What is Satan doing? He's projecting something to be extraordinary. God has told him not to go there. She should not have gone there. But because she paid attention to what she should not have, the enemy had room. We have to understand if we have faith in God, we will listen to what God has told us to listen to and there will be no room for the enemy. But if we don't keep God's word before us and Satan will have his way he'll play chess successfully with those who don't trust what God has spoken he'll bombard them with feelings fear doubt envy perversion, slander, all kinds of things that are not real. That's who, en that's who the enemy is. Satan is a liar. He's a deceiver. So, if he can transform himself into an angel of light, he can transform a fruit into something in front of your eyes. 
he can't touch the creation of God and change that into something, no. But he can project a false image before you. We must understand that God's word alone is the truth. When God tells us not to do something, or when God tells us to do something, we should do it. We have to have faith in his word. When we have faith in his word, then that word will take us through our trials. The word will give us the victory over the enemy. The word will elevate us to the next level. So, the enemy comes knowing that the test has been given to take them to the next level. But if I can make them fair, then I can rob what God has given to them. He's all about stealing. Satan is all about stealing. He's all about destroying. When we know who he is, how careful we should be, every word that God has given, every caution that God has given, every promise that God has given, it's so important for us to believe it 100%. We must. Because it's life. Because it's important to us. Because without it, we will not survive. Without it, we will not overcome. May God speak to our hearts at this hour. The enemy of our souls knows very well. If I can get to them and get them to do this, he's not going to make you do anything. He will put thoughts, he'll put thoughts, he'll bring ideas, he will create doubts, and when you buy those and you own them then you make the choice to disobey God Satan will never make any choices for you and God will never make any choices for you you make the choice to disobey what God has shown or spoken then what happens you forfeit the blessing that God has and Satan robs what God has for us. So in your life, just remember this. You want to be like Abraham. Abraham was a man who paid close attention to what God said. Whatever God said, it was very important for him. And God told him, go to Mount Moriah, take your son, your only son, and offer him as a sacrifice there. Offer him as a sacrifice on the mount that I'll show you. Abraham had faith in God. What was his faith placed on? It was placed upon the the promise that God gave him prior to this. God has spoken to us about this. The Spirit of the Lord is bringing this to me right now. It's a message God spoke to us regarding this very topic. How when God gives a command before that, when a test comes, before the test comes, there is a promise that God will give. And it's so important to hold on to the promise if we want to pass the test. God 
had given Abraham a promise before this death came, which was in Isaac to be saved, be blessed, and Abraham held on to that. So when God called him to offer Isaac as a sacrifice, Abraham did not believe that Isaac will be gone. He knew that Isaac will be there, and he has to be there, according to God's word. And so therefore God will not take Isaac away. No matter what happens, Isaac will be there. Hebrews chapter 11 says, God is able to raise him up, which means Isaac will be alive. That's why he told his son, God will provide. That's why he told his servants, me and the lad will go, we'll worship and we'll come back. He wasn't lying. He believed in the Lord God who gave the promise and he believed in the promise that God gave. Many times we get so excited when the promise comes and then we forget. When the trial comes we forget because we are so focused on the trial, so focused on what's happening at the moment we have forfeited the word of God that God has given. Because that very word will keep us alive in famine. That very word will take us through the trials. That very word will carry us through. That is speaking to our hearts of this hour. Whatever your situation is, whatever you may be going through, Keep your eyes on what God has spoken to you. And don't let it go. Don't keep your eyes on what you're going through. Keep your eyes on what God has promised to you. Because that will come to pass 100% of the time. That will come to pass. Abraham told Isaac. Abraham told Eliezer. Go. Don't get a wife from this place. Go. Go to the land where I came from. Get this girl that God has for my son. Bring her. Bring her with you. There is a specific command. Go to my country, to my family, and take a wife for my son. Abraham already knew that God has a girl right there. And there's a command that was given. Don't take anyone from the land but we are dwelling right now. No shortcuts, Eliezer. You have to go there. God has a woman there. Now, the servant says this. Okay. The girl may be there, but if she's not willing to follow, let's say take his son 
back to the land that you came. What did he say? She doesn't want to come. Should I have to go back and live there with her? Look how the enemy is bringing a challenge and a thought to Elisa. Elisa won't have even thought where the thought is coming from. We know where the thought is coming from. It's coming from the enemy. To take Abraham's son back to the place where God told him to get out of. So, it's another step that the enemy is taking to hinder the work of God here. So he's trying to work through Eliezer telling Abraham, okay, what if the girl won't come? What if? And God has spoken through Abraham saying that go there and get a wife for my son. Don't take anyone here. It appears as if the command of Abraham is understood by Elias really well. He should have gone by how the enemy is coming. Roundabout. He couldn't directly come to Abraham and tell him, well, I don't think it's going to work. But he says, well, it's possible. I'll go. But what if? She doesn't want to come. There's a negative, a no. This is not possible. Kind of a atmosphere Satan wants to create before this man of God, this friend of God, this man of faith. See if he can somehow get to his son, the only son through whom God said, all the nations of the earth, earth shall be blessed. We have to always understand, every step of the way, the enemy will try. The enemy will try to work through family, the enemy will try to work through friends, the enemy will work, try to work through your own thought. The enemy will try everything. Whatever you hear, it must be filtered through the Word of God and what God has spoken to you. What was the prior instruction? What was given to you before? What did God say before? It's important to hold on to that. It's important to have faith in that. Abraham, verse 6 says, But Abraham said to him, Beware that you do not take my son back there. And he gives a beautiful explanation here. He says, The Lord God of heaven, the man who worshipped idols, who didn't know who the real God was, he has walked with God for so long, he knew that this God is so real, and he's the God of heaven, such a big God, who took me from my father's house and from the land of my family, and who spoke to me and swore to me, saying, to your descendants I will give this land. He will send 
his angel before you. And you shall take a wife for my son from there. What is Abraham doing? He's speaking God's word to Eliezer. He's telling Eliezer, Eliezer, this is what God will do. It's a prophecy. He's saying God is going to go before you. The angel of the Lord is going to go before you. He's making a way. God will give my son his bride from the place that God wants him to have a bride. God will do it. And in case you think that she's not willing to follow you, then you'll be released from this oath. What is he doing? It's not that Abraham is doubting. Abraham is giving Eliezer the assurance. Because Eliezer's faith is not up to Abraham's faith. So, God through Abraham is assuring Eliezer that the Lord God who brought Abraham out of the land of the Chaldeans from his father's house will give his presence and will give the bride for Isaac. God will do it. God will do it. My God shall supply all your needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. My God, the very same God who led me, the very same God who fed me, the very same God who's brought me thus far, the very same God who's blessed me, will do the same thing for you. He'll go before you. He will give you what you need. He's going to prosper your journey, Lisa. What you're looking for shall be given by my God. And Lisa hears that anytime the word of God is spoken, faith will go into a person. God through Abraham speaks to Elijah so that he won't feel the burden of it. He says, if you're not able to, if the one will not come, then you'll be released from this oath. That means what? You're under this oath as long as someone comes. That means this is what you should do, Eliezer. This is what you should do. And if it doesn't happen, then you'll be released from this oath. But he already told him, right? That it'll happen. So he's sending Eliezer with this assurance, making him feel comfortable. Go. And only make sure do not Take my son back there. A man of character. He made it very clear to Lisa. Well, no girl is coming from this land and my son is not going back to that land. Do you understand? 
the very same God who brought me from there, will provide a bride for my son, Isaac. There's a promise that God is speaking for the hearts of this hour. The very same God who brought you out of bondage, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, who did so many miracles, is able to sustain you, flourish you through the wilderness, is able to take you into the promised land. He's able to cause you to conquer every place in the promised land. Are you willing to believe? Are you willing to do what God has called you to do? Abraham was a man of character. Abraham was clear in his vision. Nothing could take him away from this vision that God gave. God has given this land to me and to my descendants. Nothing could shake him from that vision. If you know that God has called God if you know that God has got a call on your life, his call and he's called you, then you should not waver at all the vision that God has given to you. You should not look at other things like how Eve did. And then there was a whole drama there. Satan had a field there. He was able to talk and talk and talk and talk and talk to Eve because Eve gave such room Whatever Eve felt, Satan said that. Satan stirred up that feeling and then Satan said that feeling because Eve was standing there and eating what Satan gave. All the lies. Whatever lie that Satan was giving to Eve, Eve was taking it in. Until she completely forfeited everything that God had for her. It's a warning that God is giving this morning. Listen to the voice of God. If your shepherd is Jesus, listen to him, not the thief. If you listen to his voice, then you will not stray. If you listen to his voice, then you will not fall. If you listen only to his voice, then only his voice you will hear. It is up to you whether to listen to discouraging thoughts, whether to listen to negative thoughts, whether to listen to something that is not real that the enemy is projecting in front of your eyes and echoing it in your head. What do you want to go with? What should you go with? Shouldn't you go with what God has spoken to you? How come you're not doing that? How come many times you make the choice to 
look at that which you shouldn't. Think about that which you shouldn't. Give time to that which you shouldn't. Don't give time to negative thoughts. Don't give time to negative feelings. Don't give time to immoral thoughts and immoral feelings. Don't give time to bitter thoughts and bitter feelings. Don't give room. Don't give even a second to all the things that the enemy can drink before you saying that. It's not going to work. And you can't do this. You're always going to be sick. Or you're always going to be a failure. Or look at everybody, how they're doing, and look at you, how you're doing. Is it from God? No. If God prophesied all those things over you, then you can say, well, that's why I'm thinking about it, because God said, I'm good for nothing, and God said, I'm a failure, and God said, I'm stupid. That's not what God said. It's the enemy that says all those things. Why in the world do you spend time on meditating on the filth that comes out of the mouth of Satan instead of meditating on whatsoever is pure, whatsoever is lovely, whatsoever is of praiseworthy, whatsoever is of good report, and the word of God and what God has spoken over your life Whatever happens in front of you, why will you look at? How can you walk by faith if you're going by what you see? Satan will create drama. He'll display a big drama in front of you, things that are not even real. People begin to see things and hear things and think that this is what is happening. And so many people have seen because they gave room to lying spirits. Things that are not even happening, they will swear and say, oh, no, 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 this is what happened, when it never even happened. Why? Because the enemy has twisted things in their minds. Because the enemy has projected something that is not there as if it is there. You know why? Because they gave room. They went and stood there. And something small which is not even there which the enemy brought suddenly it grew so big. Lust and immorality will kill you. Pride and anger will kill you. Unforgiveness and fear will kill you. Will kill your soul. Will steal your joy will reduce you down to nothing. God has spoken His words of life, words of health and healing, hope and cure, prosperity. Those are the things you should be meditating on, regardless of what you speak. We can't say, well, Father, this all happened and they spoke this and she spoke this and he spoke this and this broke over here and that happened over the, there. One question God will say, well, what did I tell you I was going to do? What did I tell you I'm doing? What are you supposed to look at? What are you supposed to hear? No matter what happens, Psalm 
46 says, Even if the earth is carried into the midst of the sea, I'm not even going to pay attention to that because God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved and God shall help her just at the break of dawn. Abraham was a man of character, a man of faith. How about you? He grew to become the father of many nations. It didn't happen overnight. But it happened every day. Every time God told him something, he did it. That's how it happened. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Every time God spoke, he believed. He partnered with God and he obeyed God. And every time he obeyed, his faith grew. His faith grew. Every time he obeyed, his faith grew. And every time his faith grew and he obeyed, God spoke more. He knew God's voice so well. And God knew his voice so well. He was able to intercede for others. He was able to save his relatives because of his intercession, because he was known before God and he was known as a friend of God. How about you? May God speak to your heart to this hour. Don't go by what you see. Because the enemy can show you all kinds of things to destroy that which God has for you. Don't go by what you hear. Because the enemy can say all kinds of things, lies, to destroy what God is doing inside of you and for you. Has God spoken his word over you? Has God told you to see something, look at something? Has God spoken to you through prophecies, through dreams, through visions? Has God spoken to you about specific things to hold on to? Simply do that. That will keep you safe. That will keep you safe. That will keep you safe. Before God called Abraham to bring Isaac up, before the test came, the promise was given. The promise was given. No matter what the enemy may try to do, remember, before God says, okay, this is just time for this person. God knows that he's given you his word. He's given you his word to keep you from falling. He's given you his word. And he's given you his word. You need to just hold on to his word. Not look at anything that is around you. Not look at what Satan is showing. If you believe what the enemy shows, then the voice of the enemy will drown the plan that God has for you. That's what happened to Esau. Esau listened to his body, listened to his appetite, and he forfeited his birthright. 
he forfeited his birthright. When the enemy was able to have him forfeit his birthright, he said, well, I can take a blessing after that. May God speak to your hearts at this hour. Be careful. Be vigilant. Be sober. For your adversary, the enemy, is going around looking to see whom he may devour. So it's important to only listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Only see what God has shown and reject the voice of the enemy every single time. Otherwise, we'll start seeing and hearing things that are not true. The more we give room for the enemy, the more enemy will increase. God is speaking to the hearts of this hour. He's a master deceiver. Master deceiver who tra- turns himself into an angel of light. Master deceiver. He's not going to be changed into an angel of light, but he turns his appearance. That means in front of people's eyes he gives an illusion like he is God's angel when he's not. Don't let the enemy play with your mind. Don't let the enemy play with the emotions. May your mind, your emotions be sanctified by the blood of Jesus and be kept within the boundaries of God, within the palm of God, within the grip of God. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for this time. We thank you once again for the life of Abraham. How you were able to bless Abraham so much. Because there was so much room for God to bless Abraham. So much faith. So much obedience. Thank you, Father. So I pray that your word may continue to work in the hearts of your people. That the plan of God that you have for them may be accomplished, O Lord. Let it be accomplished in Jesus' name. May they never forfeit what you have for them, Lord. May they never listen to any voice of a stranger. I pray. May they only listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Break every chain, O oh Lord. Break every chain, Father, in Jesus' name. Let the King of kings and the Lord of lords be lifted up over every brother, over every sister, over every family, over every marriage, over every household, in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that you rain down your glory upon your people, Lord. And I pray let there be light in their lives. May they believe in the word of God that you have spoken and believe that God will do that which he has spoken and may they see it come to pass in their lives by faith. 
thank you, Lord, and praise you. With this blessing, I bless your people with this morning. That they may become inheritors of the promises of God. That they may follow you faithfully as Abraham did. That they may believe you wholeheartedly in every situation as Abraham did. May they follow you faithfully to the very end as Abraham did. Making sure that they are found doing the will of God. May people be found within the will of God all the time. And I thank you for doing this in Jesus' name. I pray. Amen. Amen.